Hello, Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram here. And I just wanted to say that if you are looking for a nice Two-Face figure, you should probably check out the new Soap Studios Harvey Dent Two-Face figure from the movie The Dark Knight. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was a Christopher Nolan-directed film. It had uh, Heath Ledger in it. He played the Joker. It's a, it's a pretty decent movie. And the figure is amazing. Again, it's from Soap Studios. And if you have seen Mezco figurines with the soft goods, this is that style of a figure. Uh, I would say it's not as bulky. It has a more slender feel to it. Uh, more, I would say, less muscly. But of course, it's a Harvey Dent figure, so that's probably why. But it is a great detailed figure. Beautifully sculpted face. I think it's extremely mo uh, movie accurate to what it looked like on screen. And it's just a great figure overall. The amount of detail that went into the clothing and the soft goods is pretty incredible. And it is available to pre-order now at BigBadToyStore.com. So I would definitely jump on it. I highly recommend it. It is a great figure. And you won't regret it. Speak to you soon. Hello and welcome everybody to DC Figures and Collectibles. As of this recording, it is May 4th, 2019. Here is your obligatory May the 4th be with you. And I am Tyler G from at Batman Figs on Instagram and at Batman TAS Figs on YouTube. I am joined, as always, by my brilliant co-host, Scott P., all the way from Stoke-on-Trent, England. Scott, how are you doing? Oh, you're too kind. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you very much. And hello to everybody listening. And, and um, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing splendid. It's bright and early here in the morning, and I'm in Oregon visiting family for a family event. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird being in a new state, but... <laughs> It's nice to be able to slip away and get some comfort and talking figs with my buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it must be is it six or seven a.m. there. Yeah. It is seven o one currently. Seven o one. Wow. Yes. A commitment on a Saturday. Oh, I I I wouldn't miss this for the world. I love this. Awesome, awesome. So, how are, how are things on the figure front, Scotty? Um, good, good. Actually, funnily enough, I brought a figure this morning. Um, went out to Forbidden Planet and brought the um, Essentials Joker. Uh, <gasps> yes! What do you think he, looking at him? He is actually very, very cool. Um, I'd probably say he's easily their best release in the Essentials line, I think. Probably aside from the Watchmen figures, perhaps. But yes. He's, um, he's amazing. I love the cane that he comes with. and He, he kind of reminds me of an Arkham Origins Joker, sort of. So... He does have that look, kind of. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a damn cool figure. Yeah, I really really like him, and um, and he is indeed. He's one of those figures where once you see him in person, it's completely different from how you've seen him pictures, right? Absolutely, yeah. No, that's very true. I mean, it's the first time I properly looked at him um, in the store, uh, and when I saw him, I was like, Do you know what? He actually looks really cool. I love the sort of um, orange popping out through his um, through his sort of uh, long coat. 
Imagine a bit of a Nicholson Joker. Yeah, I really, really yeah. like him. He's fantastic. And he's also one of those figures where if you catch him at a bunch of different angles with your camera, he, he never looks the same. True. Yeah, very true. So get a, get a lot of good use out of him. Yeah, he's a pretty damn cool figure. Dang, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm going to definitely do some pictures of him later on. Looking forward to that. It's crazy how we started hating on the essentials and now we're starting to come around to it. There's something that they do quite quite okay. The cheetah looks good. Cyborg Superman looks pretty decent. So hey. um, They seem to have reduced Supergirl's height as well. I've, I've seen on a comparison between the, the male and the female figures because the female figures look overly tall, but I think Supergirl coming out is going to be a bit shorter from the looks. Well, that's, a good, that's a good pickup. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I saw her in my... I, I can't remember what it was. It was on Instagram somewhere, but I saw that and thought that looks um, promising. So, yeah, hopefully that, that'll be uh, a good correction. But um, I definitely want that cheetah. Oh, cheetah looks so good. Can't wait to get cheetah. She looks fantastic. I need one in my life. I need Wonder Woman to fight someone other than Ares. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wonder Woman needs foe. Have you picked up any new figures? Uh, I have not, but I am... I am heavily into uh, into search mode right now, and I know that I've told you I'm looking for a few things and yeah. asked your opinion on a few things. But I just got a, I just got paid. Plus, I just have I've just got a few gift cards to Amazon recently, so I am definitely on the hunt. Well, I'm kind of in the middle of wanting to yeah. go get figures or sit back and wait because that new wave is coming soon. Yes, the new wave um, metal figures that has that vanishing act. <laughs> and the new wave of uh, animated figures as well. Yes, the new wave of animated figures is very exciting. It's supposed it's to be dropping drop. this week, I've heard, but I'll be surprised. If this it week? I've, well, that's what I've heard, but I'll be very surprised if it does. I don't think it will. Um because mm. I went and asked for Forbidden Planet, and they were just they were just completely honest with Kalilis, but then that's no surprise. So um, that could be that could be yeah. bad or good. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> with my um, with my comic book guy, sometimes it's really bad. Yeah, <laughs> hoping that they'll drop this week. They should do. Go and see why not. Um, it seems that people are getting them in stock, ready to be released. So hopefully that they'll be coming out soon, which is exciting. Very excited. Yeah, and also they sh- sent out uh, samples to people like Zulu, Zilu, and uh, maybe they did that in order to maybe drop them a little bit earlier than expected. Yeah, who knows? I don't, I don't know how Zulu got them. It's pretty awesome. I, I think DC probably shipped them to him, help him uh, build the hype. <laughs> we'll have to try to get him on and ask him. Yes, definitely. That would be a lot of fun. And then uh, you have you're in the midst of a weekend theme right now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. What is what is going on with you and Lewis? For me and Lewis, who is uh, at the Back Galaxy on Instagram, um, we are currently doing a metal weekend theme, which has been uh, good fun photographing. This is um, it was my turn to pick this week. So I was like. Fancy doing the whole brand specific. <laughs> I thought, well, DC collectibles, we kind of do that every week. That's, yeah. That's what we're doing. So, um, I know we've already done a Mezco one. 
need robbers have enough Mayfax figures to make that work really for a whole weekend. So I thought, well, even Mattel one, we've got quite a few between us. So um, yeah, Mattel weekend theme it is. So um, and thank goodness, <clears throat> thank goodness you picked that too. Yeah, because we finally get to see all these figures that you've been hiding, and it's also <laughs> cool seeing Lewis do some Aquaman shots. Oh yeah, yeah, there's Aquaman shot. It's fantastic. That Black Manta figure is amazing. He's such a great figure. So is your Mattel one. That's so cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I've recently got him. Um, maybe about three weeks ago, something like that. And um, yeah, I had to throw him in there. He's such a great figure, and I. Or, or actually, no, we should call him Devil Warrior, shouldn't we? If we want to be accurate to Justice League on Monday. <laughs> um, That's true. I still can't believe they changed his name because they thought they were, they were being racist by using Devil Warrior, uh, by using Black Manta. It's so weird. Yeah, that's how sensitive some people get, though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's brilliant that you picked that because I... I also liked the uh, seeing your Bruce Tim style Aquaman, classic looking. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, he, he's cool. He's from the um, Superman animated series episode of Fish Story, and um, yeah, he, he's really, really cool looking figure. I love that original design of Aquaman, even if um, <clears throat> I do prefer the Justice League one. I do really like that design, the classic sort of suit. Yeah, and then we also get to see the Bruce Tim style Reverse Flash in your latest picture. Oh, was it the, yeah, the, the Injustice Lords. Lords? Oh, Justice Lords. Yeah, I love the Justice Lords. Such a great story. I, I'm from enough. Um, our last guest, who was at Greg underscore Rosenberger, he commented saying that I really like the Justice Lords. They're cool. And I, I was saying like I would love to see a movie of how the whole situation with Luthor and Flash happened. I think that'd be really cool to see. Um, yeah, fascinating, heck it. fascinating characters, Justice Lords. Yeah, I think that that would be. I mean, they did it kind of with that uh, "Gods Gods Among Us" one, um, or what did that? Oh, that the Gods and Monsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gods and Monsters. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, that would. I think fans would would even flock more to the, like what, this. The Justice Lords more than that. I think. Yeah, I think anything that's sort of in that universe in the the animated universe would be really, 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 really well received. I mean, the new movie is going down well fatal five movie such a great movie yeah i definitely watched it a few times and it gets better with each watch oh yeah definitely I can't wait to even though it's brilliant it. the first time picks, picks that up on dvd this week and um I managed to yeah you got the figure him. right absolutely yeah i got the Starboy figure really wanted to get him desperate to get i am him. so jealous i'm gonna do some pictures of that Starboy definitely well, I've already you done bet. pictures for him, I should say. <laughs> Let's be honest, I already did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've already done pictures. I'll put them up this week. Maybe even on I, something. I need to try to find that because I'm I'm jealous. I went searching when you posted it. I still couldn't find it. I might I might have to just order it. Oh, he is brilliant. such a cool character. He is, yeah, he is. He's 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 a really cool sort of modern day hero. I really do like uh, Starboy, yeah. Really, really enjoyable. Good story he has, and yeah, fantastic character. Maybe, maybe Rinky Customs could make a Star I would like to see that. Yeah, I would like to see it's, that. Speaking of him, you did another collaboration with him. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so did a photo of um, the world's finest taking on Parasite. 
Um, mm. I'll try and do something a bit different than doing Batcave screen pictures, but I suppose it'll have to just stay like that. I'll have to figure something out. I want to do like a Watchtower one or something, but um, figure that out in good time. But yeah, no, it, it, it's great fun doing this with him and uh, a good way to sort of combine um, I was his like my photography with his um, custom. So yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. Yeah, he's a talented guy, so it's yeah, cool that exactly. it's cool that he his his work's getting out there even more. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a cool guy. I look forward to having him back on the show too. He's he's fantastic. Huh? Oh, he definitely will be. Yeah, we're we're so far. It's been a blast reconnecting with our first few guests. Oh, it has yeah. It's cool coming back and just seeing um, you know where they're up to with with the photography and you know as we talked about with Jesse, what's what's annoying us and him. Uh, <laughs> um, in the episode coming up with Xander, some new projects. Yeah, really, really exciting. Um, yeah, Xander yeah, was a blast. It's been good fun. Um, but yeah, actually talking of new projects, you have announced that you are going to be doing BTS shots um, this Monday. Is it coming? Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. The itch is back. Yes. So are I, you, uh, have you sort of like mapped out what pictures you're going to be doing? I have I have gotten a few ideas for Man Bat, uh, but I'm really saving the whole mapping out process for the first few episodes on this car ride back. But I definitely have something big in mind for the first few. Because I, I feel like that's the only that's the only way I want to uh, be getting back into it each time is I want to feel like I'm excited and I feel like I could do better than the last. Yeah. And this one, I'm going to really try to just go, uh, I'm going to really try to go no repost. Another yeah. uh, just a hundred percent fresh. Oh, that'd be that'd be amazing. It's gonna be tough, but definitely it's gonna be fun. Oh, you can do it. I have no doubt. It'll be made um, a lot easier with new figs as well coming up. Heck yeah! That's why I'm just you really really got me hyped. I'm hoping that <laughs> that these figures come out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Because seeing all these pictures too, it's just like man, these are beautiful. I just want to have them in my hand. Yeah, they look so good. They do look so good. No, I'm really excited about the BTS return. That's going to be good fun. It's been weird seeing different characters every day on your um, on your feed. To be honest, actually, while we mentioned about different characters, you did an animated shot in No One Verse style, which I absolutely loved. Um, the almost gotten pick with Soap Studio and Mayfex figures. That was brilliant. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was. That was uh, one of those times where I was about to go to sleep and that idea hit. So I was like, I'm just getting up and doing it. I just didn't want to sit on it. And, it's like, uh, and because I got the idea, I got excited, a little adrenaline rush. I couldn't sleep anyway. So I'm just going to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was really, really, really cool shot. So I, lo- I love that Two Face gun that he comes with. It's so accurate to the movie. It, and it is, it's just so well done, too. Even, like, all the little details. On it, I know that I'm not picking up any of it on my camera, but it's pretty impressive for how how little of a gun it is. Mm, yeah, it looks really cool. 
I definitely think that uh, you need to get one. Yeah. Uh, I'd, um, I, I might have to get one, you know. Big Bad Toy Store will be the will be the best option to go down to get it, so I think I, will. I might have to. I definitely need to get some definitely. studio figures. If they release um, a Christian Bale Batman um, and they release that bank robber joker, then all bets are off. I want, I want that bank robber joker. <laughs> They've got to make it. This is a traditional section that we talk about. Every then week. all bets are off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, that is funny. Um, I now en- I did enjoy Brie Larson wouldn't have enjoyed it because she wasn't in it, but I did enjoy a women's shot as well. Oh yeah, and that was inspired by the new the new movie Endgame because they had a little <laughs> yeah. all they had all female shots. So I decided I was like, oh, the DC ones are a little bit cooler, so I'm going to do that. Yeah, because I much prefer DC. Of course, I prefer DC. But uh, did you 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 didn't happen to catch Endgame, did you? No. You have no plans? No, absolutely no plans at all. It sounds just incredibly predictable. Well, I think that you're you're very right in saying so. I went and saw it. Um, I went with my my parents uh, because we figured, you know, we've seen almost all the other ones. We might as well just see the conclusion, see what happens. And also, I was seeing a bunch of people. Because I saw it Friday and a lot of people saw it Thursday, and so there's still people, you know, posting stuff. Yeah. Right after they saw it, and a lot of people were saying, "Oh, best comic book movie ever, hands down." Like, and automatically, that pissed me off. Yeah. Because, uh, I, there's just so many other good ones. Like, I don't. Even, I think Watchmen probably is the closest, most accurate movie that fits the comics. So I would say that, but then I would put, of course, Dark Knight and, you know, mostly any Batman movie. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not even the most accurate this decade from what I've heard. So. Yeah. And so I went in and I was like, okay, let's see. Uh, let's see what this thing's all about. And I would say that it has tons of tons of plot holes and it overall, it seemed very predictable. And it would be basically what you would you would hope would happen and what you would think would happen just to make it everything fit and make the fans happy. It basically feels like a glorified uh, fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. And because it's just like everyone gets their mo- everyone gets their little one liners, everyone, you know, gets their jokes in there and uh-huh. I was talking to people um, at work and they were saying, oh, it was funny when this happened, it was funny when that happened. Like, yeah, this is, just sounds ridiculous. Yeah, well, I'm going to say, like, if you haven't seen it, definitely this is going to be uh, spoilers because I'm just going to, because hopefully if you're listening, you've either seen it or you just don't care. But they made one of their, like, the coolest characters, Thor, um, overweight and just, like, made fun of it the whole time. That was kind of, that was, I mean, it, I guess audiences liked it, but it'd just be like so weird if you like made Batman or Superman overweight and played it for jokes. That would just be so weird. Yeah. yeah so that was kind of off-putting. But then, uh, then they, you know how they made a big deal about that Ronin character? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they're just like, oh, so sick, and he has the coolest design. They're just all this hype, and you never, yeah, the ripoff of Arrow. (laughs) Uh, You never even see uh, a full shot of him from the front. Mm -hmm. But you never get, so you never even get to see the costume on camera. You, the only bit that you see of him is exactly the bit that they've shown in the commercials where he's like standing with his back turned. Yeah. So I was like. Dang, if you were looking forward to seeing Ronan, you were out of luck. That sucked. So, that, like, I felt like a lot of it was rushed as well. Be- and uh, they just, of course, like, sacrificed some story building just to rush some stuff. Um, at the end, where they have, like, all the heroes show up, that was cool for a second. But then, as soon as they started moving and fighting, it was like, you it was almost like your brain didn't even know how to register it because there's just so much CGI and, and blur. And uh, it, it just didn't, it just looked like a video game going out of control. <laughs> so, I mean, people, and that's funny is those people that are like, that would praise this movie and talk about, Oh, best movie ever would say, Oh, Superman's stupid because it's just like CGI at the end. You're just going through buildings. Like that's all this yeah. movie was yeah. like, that's all this movie was. The last arrow was straight CGI. Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, they criticized Justice League and BVS for CGI. And Wonder Woman. And then they're coming up with this. So I don't understand it. Yeah, even like Wonder Woman, they're like, oh, it's a great movie till the end where it's just CGI. It's like, well, what did you expect? You, she's not going to be fighting a real god. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, the whole concept that the heroes would lose a war to Thanos, who is. It's, he's a pretty pathetic villain. He isn't even strong. He has to use a weapon to make himself strong. Um, oh, speaking of that, I'm glad you brought that up. Continue, but I'll, I'll, you yeah, brought so, up a great So I, I was speaking to somebody this week, um, and I was saying the, the biggest villain ever is Darkseid. I mean, the best is the Joker, personally, I think, but the biggest villain, the most evil, yeah. most powerful, um, is Darkseid. And he was, quite frankly... What the flow with Thanos if that <laughs> and, and actually did in comic book, just like to point that out. Yeah, he did. And, yeah, um, the guy that created him is Jack Kirby, right? Yeah, uh, and he created Thanos, he rips himself off of his own character. Um, so yeah. I, I, I don't understand it. You know, people saying that Thanos is more powerful than Darkseid, it makes me laugh. You know, Darkseid has to have this stupid gauntlet as a weapon. Um, with these stones, which is one of the most ridiculous ideas ever. People criticise Justice League for using mother boxes, but oh yeah, much better to get some stones, isn't it, and put them in a fist. That that's much better. <laughs> that sounds fascinating. Um, you know, mother boxes. Uh, no, we can't have that. But what we can have is some diamonds connected to a fist, and it somehow makes you more powerful. And no, that's that's boring, and the way that they recollect the stones is incredibly predictable as well. Yeah, very predictable. With the t- with but, time travel, boring thing. Yeah, and then in the middle of that too, in the time travel, they uh, Loki steals one of the little stones and it disappears, so they have to go even further back in time. But they never resolved the Loki issue. Do you know, I, just... I, somebody, <laughs> somebody once said, I, mean, I, com- I saw it in a comment somewhere on Instagram, they said that uh, Loki is Thor's, is to Thor what Catwoman is to Batman. I was seething when I saw that. I was like, what the yeah. hell? 
are you talking about? How dare you reduce <laughs> Batman and Catwoman to that pile of crap? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Absolutely disgraceful. Well, be- because you talked about Thanos' power level, too, it's like um, in the first movie, he's able to take on uh, – he's only able to take on the Avengers because he has his little stones in the glove. Yeah. And he still struggles, and he still uh, – he still has – it's still hard for him. But in this movie, he doesn't have the stones because it's in the – it's like the – in the past self has come to the future. Yeah. And, and he's able to take on Thor, Captain America, Iron Man without the, without the glove fairly easy. So right there too, there's an inconsistency on even how, how strong Thanos is. They're just making it up as they go along just to yeah. fit each. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no lore to it. They're just like, okay, we need this to look cool for this scene. So yeah, he's powerful. Yeah, like I, they just take him out with ease, um, from what I've heard and what you've said with um, without the stones. That's funny. Yeah, just and then the I think the other thing that is a very unsatisfying, and then I swear that we'll stop talking about it after this, unless you want to, of course. <laughs> uh, the other thing that's very I don't. I don't feel like it was satisfying. Was the way that the heroes won? You, I would feel like um, at the end you would want to just hammer Thanos and just kill him, or at least have some uh, let your anger out with some good hits. But in this one, or in this movie, all Robert Downey Jr. does is do a little snap, and you just see all the the bad guys slowly disappear. And it's like that's not very satisfying. Yeah, like when I saw the, I've seen the clip of when Iron Man died. I've seen that online. So, I mean, that. Did you cry? He looks like a right feeble character. Like if that was someone like Batman or Superman. So when Superman goes to kill Doomsday, he's like screaming with rage and he's he's angry and he's killing him. Iron Man looks like a right feeble defeated character when he dies. He does. Um, but the fact that they half the, their characters have to die to defeat this guy is just embarrassing, frankly. And uh, yeah, I, I find it quite. Fun. I saw a meme going round of um, saying you lost half your universe, beating beating some guy with some stones, and a, a meme of Batman saying pathetic. Oh yeah, no, I think I I think I know what you were talking about because I saw you like it too. I, it says I, I shared it on my thing and that created a bit of reaction, so that was quite funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a, something like uh, when the Avengers still couldn't beat Thanos after having prep time. Yeah, exactly. That pathetic. <laughs> yeah, pathetic. Oh, I love that meme. It's so it's it's so true though. Um, yeah, <laughs> it is embarrassing. But yeah, that's, there was another one where um, it was like a I don't I don't know what game it was from a game something, but it was just the Justice League v um, the Avengers and. Superman would just have to sneeze on the Avengers to defeat all of them. That's true too. Superman would <laughs> deny like them easily. So now I, I, you know, I, what makes me more annoyed than anything else about um, the whole Marvel verse at the minute is that when people, so a lot of people I know would say, "Oh, they're amazing characters." DC couldn't make these kind of movies and stuff. Um, it took Marvel 11 years and 22 films to build up any kind of significance towards these characters that were all, as you've said in the past, B-list 
characters, and then they say now that they're iconic films, iconic characters, iconic <laughs> moments, and all this. Like, no, it took them eleven years to build up a universe for them to even slightly matter. And you're saying they're going to be more iconic now than DC characters that have been around eighty years. I don't think so. No, they, yeah, like you, they built, they had all those time and all that movie to basically just build up a lore and a history so that we care about their characters. Like Batman's had that since what you said, 80 years. We don't need to, to have all those movies. We know who Batman is. Yeah. Yeah. No one knows who Captain Marvel is. Oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. That film, I said it before, but it seems to have been sweeped under the carpet. <laughs> How bad that movie is. It's such a terrible film. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I just, for the people that, think that is the best comic book movie ever it's not no i think spider-man one is better than <laughs> it's just it all it is is a conclusion that's it that's yeah like, and it, thank god it is. i i just didn't feel satisfied afterwards i was just like huh like even if i was a marvel fan i'd be like i don't know if that would make me feel good after that no i, I felt like it was entirely predictable um <laughs> Not very exciting, really, to be honest. Well, at least they're going to make what they really love, and that's money. Yes, yeah. They're, they they make a record-breaking weekend and all this for the first weekend. Like, well, yeah, of course, that's been released everywhere at the same time, so obviously that's going to make more money. Make more, money. <laughs> more, more places showing it. Honestly, <laughs> people are so gullible. Like, of course, yeah. they'll make more money. On opening weekend because it's out everywhere, you idiots. <laughs> like, it, Aquaman probably made as bigger impacts in terms of the money per area and things like That's that. That's true. Aquaman was huge. Um, Shazam not so big, but Aquaman was enormous, and yeah, and people just don't think sometimes. No, it's too much work to think. <laughs> yeah, I, of course it's going to do well. It's it, you know it's been released <laughs> everywhere instantly. But uh, uh, nah. yeah, it's 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 over now. All we need is the Schneider cut to come out, and then we'll then we'll yeah. judge. Which I think it's going to be. Uh, I think that's going to work. I think that's going to be released. I hope so. Yeah, definitely. I really hope to see, hear an announcement at Comic Con. So but. In terms of things that aren't going to be released or will be released, let's talk about Mattel a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Now, our prayers were answered a couple of weeks ago with DC Collectibles canceling their wrestling line. Uh, yeah, yeah. But this seems to be the reverse for Mattel. The figures that we've been looking forward to, it seems like, or appears like, or rumored that we might not get some of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I posted, uh, and, and you're talking about the the all-female hero photo I posted. I put a, that I was looking forward to the Black Canary yeah. figure that yeah. Mattel showed in previous uh, promotional photos. Yeah. And it, it looked brilliant. It had two head sculpts. It was like a modern-day canary. I thought it would look awesome with my Green Arrow figure. And then I, I I put that I was looking forward to Black Canary on the on the whatever caption. Yeah. And Jason 
from JNL Toys, who we've had on, and he was a former uh, Mattel worker, and he did designed a lot of the uh, uh, DC Multiverse figures. Mm. He put a broken heart emoji, which I could only assume means that we're not going to get her. Yeah, which is incredibly frustrating. It is. I'm devastated that I don't really want to have to get the DC Universe version. Yeah, but of course that costs more money because it's all the figure as well. Yeah, but what uh, what do you think about? Yeah, you also think that uh, there might be some issues with the signature series. And yeah, because they they've gone awfully quiet. Um, about that line and about the um, set of two that's coming out, which is Penguin and Joker, um, the DeVito Penguin and the uh, um, Heath Ledger Joker. For any wondering, yeah, they're supposed to be coming out. I think it was second quarter this year, and we're rapidly approaching a third quarter. Um, so I, I don't know what's going on there. It's very strange at the moment. Um, I know, like you said, that they're not hitting stores anywhere near as fast as they were um, or at all in some cases so it, it's very yeah. strange um, I mean I get they're kind of winding down a little bit um, for McFarlane Toys but you're still going to make money from these figures, it's not like it's not like you should pull them completely, it's very strange I feel like if anything with their, in their last few days people would want to buy even more Mattel figures because yeah, like the definitely. last yeah yeah I, I would I was really looking forward to the last run of these figures and now I'm getting worried that uh because then the next one might have like Starfire and things like that. Yeah, Beast Starfire Boy. and you got um Green Lantern. Oh Beast Boy looks great. Yeah, so hopefully we still get those. It's really weird. I I don't don't quite understand what's going on with them at the moment. It's um not really much clarification going on there. Yeah, and it also has a, oh, that's the one that the build the figure is Ninja Batman. Yes, yeah. And Black Lightning is in it from the CW. Yes. <sighs> I think that might be the last wave we probably get from him. Probably will be, yeah. I mean, um, I th- things. You can start to tell we're going wrong when uh, I remember when Jason was coming on Jason the same. They had a load of the Total Heroes Ultra Wings for, Bat- for the Batman Beyond figure, and they just put that in there as well. Oh yeah, stuff like that. I mean, that's when alarm bells start to ring. You know, things are slowly slowing down. A little red flag. Yeah, definitely. Ah, that is that's going to be sad. I if anything. I don't care if they get rid of the Heath Ledger Joker, but I really hope that they somehow, yeah. if they are, are thinking about canceling it, just get the DeVito Penguin out there. Definitely got to get that Penguin. Yeah, it's a, it's, there's never been that style outside of what, NECA, like 12 inch and 18 inch or Hot yeah. Toys. And it, it genuinely looks like a great figure as well. And they've been updating the, the facial sculpts for the figures too. So, so we know that it's going to look great. Yeah, especially because figures like the Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, and the Shazam look perfect. Oh, yeah, Shazam looks really cool. Um, Do you have any other topics that you want to talk about before we get into our BTAS episode? Well, we're saying about Shazam. I'm looking forward to seeing that Mayfax Shazam. um, Oh, yeah. That looks really cool. 
Are you 100% getting that? I'd probably say 50-50, but it certainly looks very cool. Definitely would like to add a Shazam to the Justice League collection. Like, it's such an, an annoyance that um, Mez can't get their arse in gear on new figures. They've gone really quiet lately. I mean, pumped a load of figures out at um, New York and then now it's gone silent. But definitely looking forward to seeing that um, Mayfair Shazam. Probably will get him, to be honest. Probably will get the Aquaman as well. The Aquaman looks great. Yeah, the one the one thing that made me uh, <laughs> that sell, is selling me on the fact that I just got to get the the Mayfix version is that soft goods cape. Yes, the fact that you could put the hood on and everything that's just too yes. good. No, oh, I'd love to see Shazam in, in a Justice League movie. He'd he'd be so cool with the rest of the league. I've seen him fight Superman. We got we got to. If if anything, I would love. If they ever do the movie where it's Shazam vs. Black Adam, have it Superman and Shazam vs. Black Adam oh, like that. Yes, that would be so good. See, that's a, that is a really cool and clever way to get almost like a Man of Steel 2 movie. They can just put Cavill back in in that next film. That would be really cool because I know they've got a solid, successful base with Shazam. Um, yeah. And then they can put Cavill in with that movie because I feel like the cameo went down quite well with Superman coming into it, even if it wasn't him. You know, it's still gone down well, and that um, the opportunity is still there for Cavill to continue. But yeah, I, th- I honestly feel like we need to see the Schneider cut to get this universe back on track again and get people back wanting to see more of Batman and Superman and all these characters. I think that'd be a really clever move from them at this point, and it really opens the door back up to the extended universe. Yeah, and I'm glad that the directors that have taken on the movies since. Uh, Batman vs Superman and Justice League having a having abandoned the universe and have made sure to tie it in. Yeah, they need to stop bowing to to criticism and stop stop listening to the loud minority because it's it's annoying. It does make me laugh though. Actually, this is one thing I, I forgot to mention with the Avengers thing, but um, <laughs> everyone's praising the fact that Iron Man died a hero and all this in the uh, in the movie but then they were criticizing schneider who wanted batman to die in his movie he wanted to die a hero but then they're praising iron man for doing it and it makes me laugh it's just hypocritical yeah they don't know what they want unless it's just don't get it it's it's funny to listen to it sometimes if it's marvel though they'll take it yeah <laughs> any any last points or anything you want to bring up before we get into the episode? No, absolutely not. Other than Loki is definitely not Catwoman. No, it's and that's not. just a weird thing, anyway. Because Batman and Catwoman's relationship is a flirty, uh, a flirty type of relationship. It's like, why would you want that with your brother? Well, yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> saying that he's always oh, deceitful and all this, and so is yeah. no, it's weird. <laughs> that's just that's just how how can they reduce such great characters to such a poor movie of like Thor Ragnarok? Guess it gone. <sighs> you're just, I know there's probably you're painting a lot of people right now. They just love the MCU. Oh god. <laughs> Wait, why is Scott being so mean? Because it's terrible. <laughs> Awful. Hey, you're just, you're they're, honest. They're in denial. It's terrible. I I I'm glad that you're just an honest man. 
No, well, genuinely, no disrespect to people that like it. It's just an opinion at the end of the day. People yeah, like just it. your opinion. Yeah, yeah, I just can't be doing with all the um, hate they throw at DC when they're doing the exact thing that they don't like. But, yeah, that's the know, big thing. Yeah. If you, but then again, if they enjoy Iron Man dying to a guy that has some stones, that's fine. <laughs> a big purple guy? Yeah. Who's less powerful than uh, Darkseid? But anyway. Yeah, there's he couldn't touch Darkseid. <laughs> uh, I mean, one, one of their three main heroes, Black Widow, uses guns. And, uh, it's just stupid. Yeah, and tasers. Mm. <laughs> She'll shock you. She she will yes she, yeah just like today's episode is kind of shocking especially it, it, the it first is, it is kind of shocking yeah I, first I can couple see minutes where you're from, but Batman <laughs> <laughs> I like it I like that I can see where you're coming from well today's episode is titled See No Evil yeah and it, it is again another episode that is. One of those early on BTAS episodes where there's not a big rogues or at least the rogues that we are familiar with as of yet. In fact, this is a rogue that only shows up one time throughout the entirety of the DCAU, I believe. Yeah, I mean, the rogue doesn't even have a name, really, does he? Other than Lloyd Ventrix. Absolutely. He doesn't really have, yeah, he doesn't have a supervillain cool name. No. Which you feel like with his power, he would want one. Yeah, he has got quite a cool power, even if a little bit weird. Yeah, in fact, it's even, I know that they do have stuff like this out now where they're testing it like fabric where you put a current through it and it blends in with the round. Yeah. So, or it bends light to make it seem like you're invisible. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The technology. I love the imagination of them in this episode, actually. But yeah. That's just, I like that they they don't limit themselves to the rogues too. They have this brilliant imagination, like you said, and they it's like yeah, let's just create a whole new guy. Yeah, like several of the last um, few characters have been made up. So like you've got Red Claw, um, and there's a couple, actually there's a couple coming up. I won't spoil them for episodes, but <laughs> yeah, you've got Lloyd Ventrix in this one as well, and um, yeah, some pretty pretty fantastic episodes to come with villains that were sort of made up for the series. The best series. The best series. I now, we start off where we look like we're in a, uh, a suburb where it's like a housing track somewhere in Gotham. Yeah. And it's, it's getting dark and we see uh, a window of a house seems to open on its own and we hear a voice which is just super creepy. And yeah, we see a voice. Weird, yeah. <laughs> that echoey voice. Oh, it's so weird. Talking to Kimmy. And we <laughs> see is a little girl in her bed. And she wakes up seemingly excited. And she calls the voice Mojo. And uh, it just, yeah. It's very uh, disturbing that she seems pretty at ease with this. But I guess children, they just really believe in imaginary friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I cut off, sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, in, in the middle of talking with Mojo, we hear uh, 
uh, Kim's mother, Helen, walk in. She asked who she was talking to. And Kimmy, of course, says her imaginary friend. And uh, the mom dismisses it like, oh, silly girl. <laughs> but then what what happens in the next scene, Scott? Okay, so it comes to a scene where um, you kind of see him walk away and, and kick a, a can down the street when he finds out that um, Helen and Kim are going to be moving away from mm. the dad and away from Gotham. And he's obviously not happy about this. So he goes into... Uh, goes into... A, a sort of jury convention sort of thing. I, I, I don't really know how you describe it. He walks the jewelry Comic Con. A, a jewelry Comic Con. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, JCC. We'll <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. So um, Ventrix enters JCC, and <laughs> he walks over to the the toilets, locks himself in the toilets, and the of which the security guard is not very impressed about. <laughs> um, and puts on this weird sort of like cloak, uh, some electrical charge cloaking suit. Uh, and then yeah. turns his watch on his wrist, and then he, he turns invisible along with his suitcase. And then he proceeds to go around the room stealing jewelry, including jewelry. Bruce's watch that he wanted to to, to get. Um, I always enjoy these scenes that Bruce just happens to be there. At the right place, right time. Yeah, we're, we're on end games level of coincidences here. <laughs> um, Bruce just happens to be there buying a watch. Hello. <laughs> so Bruce oh, quickly, yeah. yeah. Bruce quickly rushes off into the toilet, locks it again. Security guard is not happy again. <laughs> um, and out busts Batman from the door. Yes. And then what? Okay, yeah, so Batman then uh, chases him into sort of like a, it's almost like a building yard at, at the side of the, um, of JCC. And, yeah, um, I think it's some alleyway. Yeah, it's like some alleyway with all the, like, cement on the floor, so instantly when they're in there, they can splodge around in the cement. <laughs> and um, Batman decides, to, uh, actually quite a clever way that he does this, he throws some gas and you can see the sort of shadow of a man and then um, starts to try and attack him. Um, and Ventrix just decides to sort of taunt Batman. It's like saying, oh, too bad about these high ceiling, ceilings, isn't it? Can't get a fix on that location. Yeah, the echoes. Yeah. Batman then cleverly throws some pink paint over him so he knows where he is, but then the, he burns all the, the paint off from the suit. Pretty some like, incredible suit that he's got to be able to do that. Yeah, you'd think that would burn him up. Yeah, you would think that. It, it's true, actually. But he's, it's pretty cool the way that they show that. Yeah. Um, and then Ventrix beats on Batman, beats him up, and leaves him in the street. Pretty good, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Batman takes a right beating. From just a normal dude. Yeah. Poor Batman. <laughs> but then uh, he gets away, correct? Yes, he does. Batman. Um, Sorry, Ventrix escapes, goes back to his apartment, um, and we see the picture of um, of Kimberly on his desk, and then you instantly sort of know, right? Okay, so that's that's um, just now piecing together. He is not happy, and he says that, that really angry voice is like, "I won't lie," to which is just so weird. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> yeah, and the guy that does the voice acting for him is 
Yeah, he's done a really good job with that character. Yeah, especially when he does that invisible, when he's invisible and he has like that, it just sounds like a really creepy disembodied voice. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to that guy. Yeah. And then in the, in the next scene, we see Helen, Kimberly's mother, dropping her off at school. And she goes on her way to her job, which I believe she's a cashier at a grocery store. Mm. And on her way there, she runs into her, her husband, who he's not invisible. He's a normal guard. And he's dressed to the nines, and he's looking all nice. And he's trying to prove to her that uh, he's turned over a new leaf. That he's yeah. changed. He's gone straight, baby. <laughs> and then yeah. he he just he's trying to act sweet to her and she's not buying it one bit. She's not impressed. She knows exactly who he really is and she just kind of blows him off. And that that could not be uh it's not very wise of her, even though she doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then from there we get taken to Bruce. He's remembering the name of a scientist who uh, he remembers was working on a cloak of invisibility. Yes. And he goes over there. Called Sam Goodell, apparently. Yeah. And uh, he re- Lucius Fox remembers that they that that was something that was uh, they were interested, but uh, that they were interested in making at Gotham at a uh, Wayne Tech, but yeah. Karos, the doctor had to stop because it was doing something or something was wrong with it. There was some effect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the suit is um, um, toxic, isn't it? And poisonous to whoever wears it. Yeah, that's... I mean, what would you think that that was something that you would ever, ever trade where someone's like, okay, Scott, you could be invisible, but each time you're going to lose a piece of your mind? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, oh, it's so weird, isn't it? Probably wouldn't, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to mess with my brain. No. I mean, my, my, brain, <laughs> my brain is limited in capacity as it is. I don't need to lose any more of it. <laughs> I can't afford to lose any more. Uh, that's funny. Oh, then, uh, where, 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 what, happens from, what happens from there, Scott? Okay, so after we... Um, let's see... Batman turn up at the uh, the optical. I, I love how Bruce has always got a different sort of connection to this. Not not in in person, but in his company as well. So he goes yeah. to the optical department of Wayne Tech um, to check in on um, Sam Goodall, and he, he's sort of checking the files in the cabinet and sees that it was an abandoned project. And when he gets pushed on him, um, the, the scientist sort of shows him. It's when the cabinet gets pushed on him by the, the scientist, he's shocked to find out that it's Batman that he was messing with. <laughs> and he just absolutely craps himself. <laughs> um, um, he, he sort of like, then is like, oh yeah, sure, I'll show you how it works. And uh, Batman finally finds out what it is that's going on fully and he, he sort of understands the situation then and he knows how he goes. And he can sort of go about taking Ventrix down. Um, yes. I mean, this is—I actually really like this episode for the fact that they include so few characters. It's such a simple plot, you know. There's no Batcave or anything like that. Batman has to go out in the field and investigate it. It isn't something that he can do on his computer at home. Um, yeah, he actually is. Cool. It's a lot of detective work in this episode. 
The, the only bad thing is there's no Alfred. There's no funny one-liners from Alfred. Yeah, that, it, it's always a not as quite a good episode if Alfred's not present. But yeah, I love Alfred's sarcastic humor. Just just taking the piss out of Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that he's the one, only person that could always just mess with him. Yeah, he's the only one that could get away with it as well. <laughs> Without being an Arkham or losing some teeth. Uh, or both. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah. Um, he finds out then also that Ventrix was uh, his assistant or an errand boy, as it's put. <laughs> uh, as it's been put uh, in this. And so Batman quickly rushes over to um, Helen Ventrix's house and uh, says that um, the soup's toxic and it needs to be stopped. And she's like, oh, no, Mojo, and realises that Mojo is um, Lloyd Ventrix, who has been speaking to Kimberly at night, coming into the house. It's just so weird. So creepy. Yeah, it really is creepy. And um, Mojo, or Ventrix, as he actually is, walks over to sort of like an abandoned scrapyard, sort of. Oh, it's a drive-in movie theater. Ah, right. Okay, just super old school. <laughs> that is super old school. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it's a set. It's a very cool, creepy scene area too. It is. Yeah, with like dark, dark black and blue sky. And then uh, we see it. We see that that uh, Mojo has indeed taken Kimmy. Correct. Yes, absolutely. And he tried to take her into a car? Yeah, tried to take her into a car, but um, Kimberly runs away when she finds out that it's actually her dad that is in the suit. And she said her mum has told her to stay away from him. He's a bad person. He's a bad guy. Um, but she ain't lying. And Batman just turns up in the nick of time, as always. Yes. They were thwart Ventrix. <laughs> and then that's when uh, Ventrix starts doesn't he turn the car invisible he, tur- he turns the car invisible and then Batman grabs onto the, the roof and he, what's funny is when he drives past some thugs and the thugs like oh I didn't know Batman could fly oh yeah I love that part <laughs> it just whooshes by them yeah he just flies past them it looks like Batman's just floating on thin air it's quite funny um and Batman, it always, always ends. There's always a train involved in one of these chases somewhere. And he ends up on a train track driving head on to a train. <laughs> so Ventrix escapes the car. Batman jumps off his, um, the car as well. And they end up on this rooftop. One of these great big massive water containers on there. Um, and Batman very, very cleverly throws some batarangs at it. Burst the water. Yeah. And you can see Ventrix straight away. Um, See a silhouette. And gets a bit of uh, sweet revenge for the cement incident at JCC earlier. Yeah, where he got a beat down. <laughs> yeah, he got he got a beating and now Ventrix takes a, an, an absolute crushing defeat back. Yeah, so showing why you don't mess with Batman, even oh, if you might have the upper hand. Yes, Batman will always beat you. Ah, uh, literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in this case, literally, yeah. Um, then we see a nice little scene at the end where Batman goes back 
talk to Kimberly, and then her mum's like, oh, who are you talking to? I'm just talking to Batman. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, Batman is actually there. And, and things like that, just a nice little touch from um, from them, just to show Batman, you know, he does care about the people that he, he saves. So that was quite a nice ending as well. Yeah, checking in on Kimmy, making sure she's all right. Yeah. He cares about the kids. Yes. Absolutely. Especially for ones that have either no parents or messed up parents. Yeah. <laughs> but what what would you rank that episode? Um It's a pretty straightforward one, isn't it? You know, Batman goes up yes. the thief, finds out what he's doing, finds who he is, takes him down, and though we don't get to see it, chucks him in jail. So um <laughs> probably going to give it maybe a five and a half or a six out of ten. It's a pretty straightforward episode. Nice, yeah. I would say uh, six, six and a half. Yeah. yeah I think, uh, like you said, it's very straightforward, very, very uh, somewhat predictable, but I really enjoy the creepy factor of the first few minutes and also the ending. Yeah, so. yeah. Overall, I think that's cool, and I like the fact that it's a new character, something just for Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's decent, not nothing too crazy. Has yeah, its moments. It, it is a pretty straightforward, cut and dry case. I mean, I, to be fair, it's the first one we've probably had of that. Um, yeah. Even, even the one with two faces isn't sort of like lobbing in jail, even though that is the essence of the story. You know, it's a bit different with that episode. So this is the first proper one where we see Chuck a, a thief in jail, but this is a guy that actually deserves it. Big time. Yeah, <laughs> he's such a creep. Mm. And then, where where do we go from here? Where's our, what's our next episode? All right, our next episode um, that we've got coming up for you. Um, it's um, it's actually quite a good one. It's one that I personally quite like, even though it might not be to me, everybody's taste. No, I'm joking. Beware of the Grey Ghost is one of the best <laughs> episodes. Beware of the Grey Ghost is one of the best episodes, I think, that exists in the animated series. And hopefully we get the figures in time to do some shots for this episode. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, that's, that's going to be pretty cool if we do. But um, I love it. Yeah. It's not everyone's taste. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> It's like uh, everyone loves it. Wouldn't enjoy this episode is Simon Trent. That's about it. Yeah, that's true. Poor Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great episode. Looking forward. Nah, to that. that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one to talk about. Dang, I really hope we get the figures in time. Oh, I so hope so. I hope you're right. Next week would be brilliant if I if I have a couple of new Batman animated series figures. No, it'd be amazing. Definitely looking forward to Grey Ghost and um, the Gakko the most. Yeah, Hard Egg looks, looks just cooler and cooler each time I see it, too. Yeah, it does look great. The detail is amazing. With his skin mask over his <laughs> robot head. Ugh. Yeah, the noise it makes when he pulls that mask back. Well. Get chills. <laughs> but uh, we have a pretty pretty uh cool guest coming up we know we've already touched on it a little bit yeah absolutely 
the guest we have for you guys coming up on the other side of this is Xander from at same underscore old underscore X. And he also has another Instagram profile that he made recently and is offworld.colony, I believe. Yes, that's it. And he just he has a lot of retro stuff on that one, even more than his uh, personal page or his normal toy photography page, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, it was a lot of fun catching up with him and seeing what he's been up to and just talking uh, toy news with him and getting his opinions on things, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. I sort of enjoying it's getting um, to catch up with people because there's a lot of changes in... in yeah, and I've, just touching also on how he's doing creatively and that sort of thing. It was interesting getting to hear him talk about that stuff. Yeah, definitely was. Loving his new account as well. Yes, you guys definitely need to follow both of his accounts. And we hope that you uh, enjoy the interview because we definitely had a lot of fun. Yeah. And we hope you hope you guys enjoyed this episode as a whole. And we will definitely be returning soon. And we don't have the guest yet, but we're hoping to get a new guest before we do another returning guest. And yeah, again, thank you for all your support, all your uh, all your messages, letting us know what you think. Uh, Thank you for all the messages letting me know how, like, I get so many messages telling me that Scott is the best. Scott, you know, he can, he just makes my day. I, I didn't tell you all this, right, Scott? No, that, that, that's um, not Marvel fans saying what. No, that's a lot of Marvel fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, we hope you guys enjoy this, and we will see you guys on the other side with the interview. Goodbye. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Tyler G here. And for those of you that collect Mezco, you know it's hard sometimes to get it, uh, pre-order them on the day that they are first released because of how popular that line is in general. They tend to sell out very quickly. And you know that getting them aftermarket uh, could be just as tough, especially with people scalping and raising the prices way more than they need to be. But fear not, everyone, for I have the answer for your Mezco fix, and it is at One Stop Toy Shop on Instagram. And that is one, the number one, Stop Toy Shop on Instagram. Uh, he has a link to his online toy store in his bio there, and it is the same thing, www.onestoptoyshop.com. And if you check out his selection and his prices, you will see he needs to be your answer for Mezco figures and where you need to go because... He has them at great prices. If you're in the U.S., the shipping is free, and he gets them to you quick, and his packaging is top-notch. There's no way that there's any mailman or delivery person can damage the box with the way that he packages it. Your, your Mezco figure is safe. He'll get it to you, and he'll get it to you when you need it at a good price. So, again, go follow One Stop Toy Shop and never miss out on a Mezco figure again. Thank <laughs> you.
Hello and welcome everybody to the guest portion of DC Figures and Collectibles. I am joined by Scott's right now in Stoke Country, England, and we are joined by our special guest, who we are honored that who is again joining us. He was one of our very first guests. His name is Xander, and you can find him on Instagram at same underscore old underscore X. Xander, how you doing? Hello. Oh, I can I can hear you. Scott can. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, so maybe Xander could hear us. Xander, if you could hear us, we will call you right back. This will all get fixed real soon. All right, I'll call you back real quick, Scott. Hello, everyone. We are back. Is Xander, are you there? I'm here. Yes. Yeah, there we go. There we go. We got it worked out. Now, Xander, first of all, thank you for uh, coming back on the show. We've been looking forward to having you back on for a while now. And uh, another thing that we got to ask you right off the bat and have you plug and uh, talk about your inspiration for wanting to start it is your brand new Instagram. Is it offworld.colony? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Please, and please um, tell us about it. That came from a bunch of ideas, uh, whether or not I should start <clears throat> a separate page just for like Star Wars stuff, um, mm -hmm. or if I should start one just for vintage, because I was sort of getting like back into the vintage stuff. I was doing the weekends, <clears throat> um, like weekends were made for vintage. Yes. stuff like that and the uh, the reaction was pretty solid and when I first started the Smoldex account or same old decks mm -hmm. um, that's kind of how I abbreviate it but <laughs> when I, I like first it. started that account it was it was kind of like a mix it was either like whatever custom I was working on at the time or it was vintage mm-hmm and so it kind of like hit me that it was like, well, just do a vintage account and then, you know, save small decks account for toy photography, which instead of mixing it all together. So that's pretty much where it came from. Guys, really well, cool. I really, it's fantastic. I'm really glad. Yeah. Things that we don't ever see on your page which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really something that I, I want to dive deeper into. I haven't had a whole lot of time yet, but as far as like tutorials and stuff with the um, refurbishing or whitening, even to like fixing loose joints or I can't think of anything else right now, but just, just <laughs> stuff like that. Just random toy knowledge that I've picked up over the last decade and a half that it's like, I might as well just put it out there. And maybe learn some stuff too. That I really like that after we, our first interview with you, uh, you started posting some of uh, the before and after shots of the of the whitening of the stormtroopers. That was really cool to see. Yeah, those are always a, a passion project because <clears throat> sometimes I can get it just right, and I have a few that are just like, nope, we're gonna be yellow for the rest of our lives. <laughs> 
Now, are, are you excited about the the new uh, vintage Star Wars figures that have been popping up lately? I think I'm neutral. I think okay. uh, like when they when they first announced them at Toy Fair and people were flipping their shit because <laughs> you know they were worried that it was gonna devalue their collections and stuff and it's like that's not really why i collect so for me that doesn't matter uh, okay you know if you're if you're worried about your toy collection <laughs> suddenly not being worth thousands of dollars then you're in it for the wrong reasons so as far Very as true. the flip side which is just like the fun like retro kind of uh vibe to it it's neat it'll be really neat seeing them in those packages, those figures on the shelves again. Yes. But I don't really know if I need to pick any of them up, because I have them all. Um, You're not going to go ham on the Stormtroopers? I thought about it, and a buddy of mine <laughs> was like, oh, I'm totally going to already build the Stormtrooper. I think if I buy any of them, I'll buy Vader or Luke just to have like on that classic package, because God knows I'm never going to own it in... <laughs> Like the original in the package. Mm. There's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm just All right, Scott, well, you're up. I've asked him a few. Yeah, I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm just seeing all your work in progress stuff. And um, in terms of like vintage stuff, I particularly enjoyed your um, Batmania shelf that you, that you had. Um, on display, and not only do I love the display, I love what's on the display as well because you got so many cool Keaton figures um, on that shelf. And I can relate to it from having dug up some of my old ones myself lately, and they're such cool figures. And I love the display you had as well. Yeah, that was a that was kind of a spur of the moment thing, I think, because I had like the, the figures and stuff out, and then it was like I had coffee mug in the cabinet and then i found a, a cup that i had and most of that stuff i think came from a, a lot on ebay that i bought probably 10 years ago mm. um and just kind of like forgot about and then the more like i i thought about it i was like well i have the cd from when we were kids that's actually the first cd my parents bought us was uh the 89 soundtrack the prince version not like the actual nice. oh cool the Prince soundtrack and um, the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack were the first CDs we ever owned. So the uh, that's a great the Prince that's a solid. Yeah. Um, so though that that Prince soundtrack has always been like a, a favorite of mine, and then the novel I think I picked up at a comic shop <clears throat> like secondhand a few years back, and it's kind of interesting because it's got some some deleted scene stuff in there, which is cool. Oh, I was just about to ask if you actually read it, if there was any big differences. Yeah, after, um, what is it? The whole scene with Bruce and Vicky in the apartment. After that, there's a scene where Bruce actually goes after. Uh, well, no, i sorry. Vicky gets taken away by Joker and the goons and... Um, they take her and they put her in the, the Joker van, which you kind of see after the museum scene uh, when they're uh, they're running to the Batmobile. You can see the Joker van way in the background. Um, but it was supposed to be like a much bigger part in the movie. So the Joker kidnaps Vicky. 
Bruce feigns his death and ends up going after them. I think in like in a ski mask, but with the bat belt. Oh. Back. That would have been awesome to see. Yeah. And I, I assume it was cut for budgetary reasons because they were on a soundstage. Um, well, actually, no, you know what? I take that back. Soundstage was Returns. That was um, Pinewood uh, in the mm. UK. I can't see them doing <laughs> the whole like horse chasing a van hmm. on a backlog. But I mean, I could be wrong. That would have been so crazy to see just a ski mask Keaton with a bat bell and a horse. Yeah, and you know what? I don't remember where it goes from there because I feel like the whole bat wing part still has to be in that movie, but it's like, I don't know. Oh, no, you know what? At some point, I take that back. He's not in... It's it's At some point, he meets up with Alfred, and Alfred has the bat suit for him, and he changes in the back of a car, which this is a rubber uh, bat suit. No. <laughs> I don't know how he would have done that. <laughs> and then he's in the bat suit on horseback chasing them, but still, it's... Um, it's it still would have been a cool like, thing to see. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. And then you you think about Dark Knight Returns when Bats is on a freaking horse. Yeah. With the sons of Batman, and you're like, oh my god, I totally get it. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you did you hear that Fathom Events is playing Batman eighty nine tomorrow in theaters? Uh no, not at all. Not yeah. Eighty uh eighty anniversary they're playing. They're playing 89 tomorrow, and on the 6th, they're playing Returns, and then the following weekend, they're playing Forever and and Nipples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forever forever <laughs> has its moments. I mean, I remember being 11 and being like, oh my god, Batman Forever is the best movie ever. <laughs> that would be really nice. Hey, same here. To see 89 in theater would be wild, because I was five when it came out, and <clears throat> there was no way. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've got to try to find a way, but I'm in Oregon right now, and there's no movie theater around me, so it's not. It just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's how those the the Fathom events can be like that. They're even showing reruns of all those films in the UK as well, so it's going to be pretty cool. That's wild. Yeah, um, I got a Batman Night fan for that because he what um, posted it on Instagram from the news. So yeah, it's. it's going to be out in the UK, so definitely going to rewatch that. I think it'll be pretty cool. That's awesome. The um, the castle, I say castle, the mansion they used for Wayne Manor is in the UK somewhere, I want to say. Uh, I mean, because that's where they shot it, but... Awesome. That would be actually really cool to see. Stake out, yeah. I can remember seeing yeah. the, um, a behind-the-scenes shot of um, Batman 89 not long ago, and it was like a picture of... Um, Tim Burton with with one of the model making guys and how they had a whole sort of model set made um, for that Batwing scene when it crashes. Uh, can you imagine as fake a photographer as not having that to take pictures with? <laughs> oh yeah, saw, like, can you oh, imagine? Man, I need one of those. I remember the uh, the toy commercials for um, the Kenner line in 1990. The Dark Knight collection. And I remember those clear as day because they had like a, 
small scale, like city built. And that's probably yeah. where I became like obsessed <laughs> with yeah. dioramas because yeah. it was like, oh my God, I, I want that. <laughs> well, we thank Kenner then for that because yeah. I think that you've been killing it lately on your pictures. I've been trying. Now, I've been do trying you, to, to be consistent. Do you have uh, in the picture with the Nightwing and Robin and Nightwing and Batgirl, is that a homemade diorama in the backdrop? Okay, the <clears throat> the part where where you see like the brickwork. Um, yes, sir. And the little piece like in front, that is me. And then ah. the 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 panel, so to speak, in the back with the windows on it. Mm-hmm. That is actually the side panel of the Ghostbusters firehouse. What that I found it the thrift store for a buck what yeah no way that is awesome i just repainted it i repainted it i taped paper to the back of it so the windows are are whited out and now i just like light it from behind and it looks kind of neat now you said you're trying to remain consistent in your photography uh where would you say you are like motivation wise you say like right now you uh pretty good like you feel like you're in it's it's all going well. You're not struggling or anything. You know, it's hard to say because I really envy the guys like like Joe, mm-hmm. um, JC Malone, that can yes. turn out pick after pick every day. Mm-hmm. And I really envy that because sometimes, I mean, like I come home, I'll be at work and I'm like, oh, my God, this is a great idea for a shot. And I come home and the last thing I want to do <laughs> is anything. <laughs> Can relate like, to that, yes. <laughs> so there, there are definitely days when I'm like, I wake up the next morning and I'm just like, "Damn it, why didn't I do anything last night?" Especially <laughs> if, uh, especially if it's a night where I don't have to be in early the next morning and I can stay up for toy pops. Because yeah. at this at this point, with the algorithm, it's like either you're, either you. Uh, take part in toy pops or it's hit or miss when you post that's very true yeah so that can be and like i mean that can be kind of frustrating because in terms of consistency it's like well if you do it sporadically like i pretty much do you don't you don't build up enough to where it's going to keep showing it yeah at least in my experience um, feed and this gets this is actually where I, I can't stand the algorithm is in my feed I'll get because <laughs> I follow a handful of um, second hand toy sellers mm-hmm. so I'll get like six pictures from one guy who's selling stuff oh, yeah, and then like the usual ads and then other crap <laughs> <laughs> I say crap but I don't mean it <laughs> Just, like like stuff that's just like pick after pick after pick after pick from one person. Yeah. yeah. And then like boom, there'll be uh there'll be a Joe pick or there'll be a a Batman figs pick. Um I'm sorry. Stuff like that. <laughs> no, no, you're the you're the highlight of my day when it comes to that because I, I can't figure out how to uh undo whatever I've done with my with my feed. 
Yeah, sometimes Instagram's just no fun trying to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely times where like I'll I'll see like someone selling something, um, or someone just like taking pictures of like figures like in the store, and I'm like, oh, I want to like it, but if I like it, is it going to be like, oh, he likes these kind of pictures? Let's show him that all day, every day. No, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly put. Uh, but I I gotta say, if even if you are you know, like struggling on some days, I still, it's like anytime you put out a picture, it's an absolute treat. And uh, definitely something that I look forward to is a, is a Xander post. I appreciate that. I really do. Because uh, there's definitely times where you're, uh, you, you get kind of, you get kind of like in a creative funk yeah. and you almost get depressed by it and you, the more you get in it, the harder it is to get out of it. It's a weird thing. No, it's so true because you could be like, "Ah, oh, why am I creatively bankrupt? I have all these figures here. I should be, it should be coming easy." It's like then you kind of just like talking oh, no. down on yourself. You're absolutely right. Like there's times because I'm not even, I'm more or less like on a buying freeze anyway. So it's like I don't need to go out and get a new figure to photograph. I've got probably two hundred plus <laughs> that I could photograph, and it's like why. Why can I not find inspiration in these little plastic men that I love and adore? We all go through those things, isn't it? It, it? Like you said, when you're coming home from work and you just do not want to be taking pictures, it, it, it happens sometimes, doesn't it? You just got to take stock and then go again when you get the the ideas coming back. Yeah, it, def- it definitely feels good, like when you. Um when you sit down and you're you're in that creative zone and you're doing stuff. I actually did that last night with um with the chewy pick I did. Mm. There's a beauty. I was I was I was on the internet I was actually thinking I was on Instagram. Um and I went to I hit home or I scrolled up or something and someone's picture came up and it was like Peter Mayhew, rest in peace. And I was like, oh my God, are you serious? And I'm like, what day is it? Is it April 1st? I go to Google. I'm like, for real? And it was. Like, those things just, like, automatically go through your mind with celebrity deaths anymore. Yeah. And it was just, like, a kick to the gut. Yep. Part of the child. I think I... What's that? I said part of the childhood right there. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, I know he was in a, a a suit the entire time, but I mean, like it's it's just such a, a sucky thing. And I think, yeah, I think partially because like my favorites are Han and Chewie. So to realize, I mean, Han's dead in the movies, and now Chewie's dead in real life, and I'm just like, ah, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what have you done, world? Uh, but. You definitely did a nice tribute to him yesterday. Yeah, I tried. I'm glad that um, I'm glad that you liked it. I'm glad that people seem to kind of take to it because uh, the more I thought about it, it was like, God, we we lost Carrie three years ago. I don't know exactly. And Kenny Baker, I think, died earlier that year, or the year before. Oh yeah. So it's it's kind of weird to think that like almost half of like that core group is gone. Becoming real Force Ghost. Yeah, yeah, really. Ugh. In, in which case, if they're listening, they can stop by any time. 
That would be uh, fun and kind of crazy. Yeah, a little bit. Now, did you happen to see Shazam? You know what? I have, I did not. Okay. I've been a really bad nerd this year. It's all right. But I heard... That's, it should be on Netflix, though. It's, de- <laughs> it's definitely worth seeing. It's a great movie. I think you'll like it. I heard that it was good. Does Superman actually show up at the end? Uh, do you want to be spoiled? Yeah, spoil me. Uh, he his uh, everything below the neck shows up. So they weren't going to pay for the likeness. <laughs> no, they didn't want to pay for Henry. Yeah, and then the guy that actually was Superman is um, uh, Zachary's um, stunt double. He was the guy that that did the Superman part. It's pretty cool. That's wild. Yeah, but he does look—he does look noticeably thinner than Henry. Mm. Yeah, Henry's stacked. <laughs> he looks—I don't want to say thinner. He's definitely more narrow in Man of Steel, whereas in uh, Batman Versus, he is—he's thick, like the the DKR version. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> but without the huge spit curl. Do you mean uh, thick as in like you can't understand what Luke was doing, or thick as in bulky? What's that? Do you mean thick as in like how the hell could you not understand what Luke was doing to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's definitely. It's almost like it's almost like Ben was probably bigger, and they were like, "Well, Batman can't be like." Meteor than Superman, so Henry, we're gonna need you to like <laughs> yeah, set true. it up. Mm. Let's ruin him up. Yeah, and then they do the Shazam movie, and they're like, you know what? We've got foam. You're fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, That's do you so think funny. we will ever one day see a Schneider cut of Justice League? God, I don't know. Do you want to see it? And yeah, I'm, I've I've actually watched since since the last time I was on, I've watched bits and pieces of Justice League. Mm. Um, it was on HBO, and I watched parts of it, but it just didn't captivate me at all. It kind of plays like, kind of plays like a toy commercial. <laughs> Only there's not like a there's not a talking raccoon, and Robert Downey Jr. is not in it. <laughs> Did you see that movie? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I didn't. No. Uh, I saw the one. I saw the one last year where you're rooting for Thanos the entire time, which is really weird. Yeah. Um, but I still no, I'm rooting for Thanos. Get rid of them all. <laughs> you know, it's the it's the weirdest thing because. I'm sitting in that theater, and it's like a two and a half hour long movie. And all I can think of is, God, are we supposed to be rooting for Thanos? Because the movie is is very much driven to where Thanos is like the lead character, and you're kind of like, wait a minute, I feel conflicted, even though I don't care yeah. about most of these characters. Yeah, kind of justifies his actions. So you're like, oh, I could see that. Yeah, it was just. I think because we live in a world now where we can't just have good and bad. We have to have bad for this reason. Yeah. 
That's true. That's actually, that's actually <laughs> true. That, that, that is, yeah, there's never. I feel like sometimes the the viewers, the listeners, or whatever, have to be almost patronised into a reason why something's happening, rather than yeah. it just being there. Um, yeah, this is why. I, I, honestness, it's a broken record for me, but this is why I don't like Marvel. I feel like they have to patronise everybody because the characters are so unknown. They have to educate everybody about every character at every turn in every movie. Yeah, they, they definitely like overemphasize the character development with the villains, which, I mean, it's not entirely a bad thing, but when you make them sympathetic characters, it's kind of like, but why? Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, originally, Darth Vader's just bad. Nicholson yeah. Joker, he's a gangster. He's just bad. It's not like, oh, I'm bad, but this is why. So don't hate me. Yeah, feel bad yeah, for the, me. The greatest villain <laughs> ever, the Joker, is an enigma. That's what it's it, it be, better because he isn't explained. Yeah. Although I, I have to admit, I am really curious to see the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Same. Oh, movie, heck. Gotta be honest. Yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, it looks... It looks really I love the fact that it's low budget. Um, I yeah. love the fact that it takes place in the 1970s, like pre-cell phone YouTube era. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I do. And I kind of remember that time. <laughs> I, I just, I love that it looks seedy. It looks very like... Grungy? It looks very grim, yeah. Now, the one thing that is puzzling me is... The Batmobile being on set there. Did you ever see that? No, I had not seen that. That's that's in the Joker movie. It was one of the days they were filming there. For some odd reason, they had the Batman '66 version uh, Batmobile, but it was like more matted and it looked more uh, like it would fit into that universe. But for some reason, it was there. That's interesting. Yeah, they even had the bad it, it, it had the emblems on it. Yeah, it wasn't just like that style car, but a different color or something like that. I wonder if it somehow fits into like Thomas Wayne or something. I'm not sure. Because in the in the trailer, there's a little kid that he he makes smile. Mm-hmm. He like puts his fingers in his mouth and he like makes him smile. And that's supposed to be Bruce Wayne. No, I so hope not, but it probably will be. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like so. Joker's got like thirty-ish years on bats already. Mm, doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, at, at the oldest, he is eight in in that movie, which is very strange. Unless Joker's really good friends with Ra's al Ghul and takes baths with him, I don't see how. There we go. I've heard some. <laughs> I've heard some theories. That's a brave that man. Guy, I've heard some, <laughs> heard some theories that this guy is supposed to be the father of the Joker. Or something, or he's like the first Joker, and there's going to be a second Joker or something. Or heard loads of theories about that, which is quite yeah. interesting. But and I hope it isn't. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. I, it'll be interesting because I think it's just going to be a one-off. But I feel like yeah. it's it's going to build up to where it's like, oh my god, why can't they make a sequel? Yeah, if he's so, if if yeah. he gets anywhere near to Heath Ledger's performance. Or Jack Nicholson's performance, then I feel I feel like people will have sort of you know they'll be peer pressured into putting him into a, a Batman movie. 
most definitely. Yeah. Well, there were rumors that the Wonder Woman 84 movie is going to be like um, a reset of the DC universe and be almost like a Flashpoint style thing. And that's set in 84. So maybe maybe if it goes well, the Joker can be brought over into this timeline. <laughs> yeah, that would be, be wild. That would have happened. Yeah, instead of Mumble Rap Joker, that would be great. Mumble Rap Joker. <laughs> Uh, I'm so uh, uh, that was such a disappointing night seeing that movie. You know, and I was I was as open minded as a person could be, and it was just like this is this is not good. <laughs> yeah, I remember oh, trying to just okay. okay. She's struggling yeah. through She's the voice, but that <laughs> uh, in terms of uh figures, I do have a question about. I I think you got them relatively new. Uh, the the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. Do you have all those? I do. I. What do you think of it? It's actually really funny because, um, they were they were Comic Con exclusive in 2017, and 2017 I was broke as a joke, working <laughs> the worst freaking job I ever had. And by the time I found out about them, it was like there's no way in hell. I can put together enough money to even try to to pre-order them. So yeah. when um when the 1990 movie turtles came out, I was like, "This is this is awesome because this is like the epitome of my five-year-old self." Like I have the NECA '89 Batman, and I have the NECA 1990 Ninja Turtles, and that right there pretty much sums up that life. era of my life. <laughs> um. But it was like, damn! I wish, I wish there was some loophole they could find to release the the animated turtles because they kind of did it with when they did the Ledger Joker and the Toys R Us, and they were like, oh yeah, if you buy them, you get the DVD. Somehow that was a, a licensing loophole, and that's how they were able to do that. I thank them greatly. So yeah, oh absolutely, <laughs> especially with the Reeves Superman. In uh, in that scale, that figure is uncanny. <sighs> I missed out on that one, but <laughs> I'll have to try. Yeah, and you know the thing about NECA is they're really good about re-releasing stuff. I don't know so much about the the um, the DC comic stuff, especially now that McFarlane's getting the license, which licensed, mm-hmm. which thank God for that, but. We'll get there. Um, yeah, we definitely want to talk about that. Um, yeah, the the animated turtle. So, I mean, I kind of was like, damn, I really missed my chance. I don't know how they would ever re-release them. So freaking Toy Fair rolls around, and it's like one of the first announcements. And it was so funny because out of everything announced at Toy Fair, um, that was probably my favorite. Even though they were, you know, an, an older release, they were just getting like a new lease on life. So heck yeah, those people that missed out and were just like like you, just devastated. That is like yeah, that's a huge deal. And the, and the I feel thing bad people that paid tons of money at the Comic Con, but yeah, that's the other thing too is that set skyrocketed almost overnight. But um, the neat thing but you would say you I enjoy laughing at scalpers if that helps. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I mean, and people people definitely buy to flip, 
And to a degree, I understand it because it's like if there's an exclusive and you buy two and sell one to pay for the other or to pay for both, really, um, then more power to you. But the people that are just like, <laughs> I went to a toy show last weekend and you can tell the guys that like just buy to sell because all they have uh. is Marvel Legends. And it's like, I could go to Target <laughs> and buy, I can go to Target and buy your entire table. <laughs> it's like, why do you bother? Especially if they're Captain Marvel. Yeah. The, I see those everywhere. Captain Marvel stuff is definitely lingering. And it's funny how the Marvel Legends waves, some linger and some dry up like immediately. Pretty much any time they do X-Men, they disappear off the peg. Yeah, those are some like mythical ones. You'll be lucky if you see them in person. Yeah, I think it was <laughs> like the Cyclops they did. I think it was a year and a half before I even saw him on the peg. No way. And then oh, yeah. right that one was popping. Gone again. Yeah. So talking of the year and a half to get on the peg, um, muscle multiverse. Um, obviously going <laughs> to change to McFarlane. Now, muscle are truly atrocious at getting stock out. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So no. Tyler's not seen some stuff, and you've seen for like three, four months before. Um, it gets onto the shelves like here. I've never seen a blue multiverse figure anywhere. Like, period. <laughs> really? No, I've never, I never think... ever seen one. The last last wave I've seen over here is the Dark Knight Returns wave and the red packages, and that's still oh, wow. sold in some stores now, which is ridiculous. Oh, but yeah, so um, personally, I think it's gonna be quite interesting to see McFarlane say, "Go, what do you reckon?" Yeah, it's funny because the. Um... With the the blue package multiverse, I just saw the like the two face the clay face wave, actually with yeah. um, with two face. Maybe a month or two ago, for the first yeah. time on the peg. <laughs> wow! No <Crazy>. way! <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a distribution issue. I don't know if it's just that a lot of them, and I I will attest a lot of them still had. Walmart in particular, because they had exclusives, they had the cyborg with the face mask or something. Uh, and yeah. man, um, with the mother box pieces, yeah. they definitely overmade those waves, like the suicide yeah, those, wave as well. Those hung around for a while. You could buy Captain <laughs> Boomerang for a pound over here. That's crazy. It's not bad. <laughs> I think they're actually at five below, or were recently. I feel like. They- they literally Large. were boomerangs because, like, when they were throwing them out of the stores, they came straight back and they, they just got loads <laughs> of them. <laughs> and you, you said you were seeing them at five below, too. Yeah, I've definitely seen bats at five below. I don't, I'm sure the cyborg is there too because they think they're together, but nice. I need to pick out five belows. Five below is like a treasure trove, or if you have an Ollie's, Ollie's is, is always good to to have a romp around too because they've had Star Wars, they'll have Justice League, not Justice League, but multiverse um, mm. and stuff like that. And for cheap too, which is nice. But, but uh, do you you think McFarlane will knock it out of the park? I am optimistically curious because okay. the Fortnite stuff, at least the I don't know if McFarlane makes the small-scale Fortnite stuff, but I know they make the 7-inch, 6-inch, 7-inch scale stuff. Um, they look really good. I don't play the game. I don't know anything about it. 
but they look really good. This the Star Trek stuff they were doing or did. I'm pretty sure it's dead in the water. Um, was really good. I don't. Think yeah, you took some it. pictures of that stuff, right? Yeah, the Kirk they put out was fantastic, and I didn't pick up Picard. Um, but they teased Spock and somebody from whatever the new show is called. Uh, on the back of the package, and I'm still waiting for that spot because it's like I can't just have Kirk McFarlane. Get yeah, that's weird. It's like a Batman with no Robin. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, but I I don't think that the articulation nerds are going to be really pleased. Yeah. Um, in terms in terms of like or Marvel Legends style, but in terms of like posability and whatnot, I mean they're they're Stranger Things stuff. Is pretty much par for the course when it comes to them. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I'm assuming anymore, because that's how the Star <laughs> Trek guys work. I haven't seen the Game of Thrones stuff, but I'm really hoping that they come with it, and I'm kind of hoping they come with it in a in a Bronze Age classic Batman capsule belt, yellow oval symbol, um, classic Joker kind of era. Yeah, that's what I'm that would, for. That would be amazing, and definitely something that they they could uh, distinguish them from other toy companies right off the bat, right out the gate. Yeah, I mean, so long as as they're not all on the same damn body with different paint apps, they'll be like <laughs> a step and a half ahead of Mattel. Yeah, sadly, Mattel just started stepping it up as they lost. Yeah, and. Uh, I heard that too. Apparently, the Kingdom Come Superman and the Batman Beyond look incredible. The Lobo build a figure looks fantastic. A buddy of mine is is trying to find that way just to put Lobo together, and I'm like, dude, I haven't seen it in stores. Good luck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think with stuff like that, you're just better off buying the case. I really do. Yeah, sadly. Because mm-hmm. I'm just impatient, so I don't want to have to wait four or five days. And <laughs> it just sucks. I hope, I hope the yeah. distribution of McFarlane is going to be better as well. Just getting it to yeah, the shelf and getting it out amongst other countries other than the US is going to be a massive bonus if that happens. Do you see a lot of Stranger yeah, Things McFarlane toys over there, Scott? Um, a fair few, yeah. Certainly uh, Forbidden Planet have them. Um, oh, okay. Just, so you might be in luck. I don't, I don't know what it is, like, whether it's for them or Mattel, but every time Forbidden Planet has pre-orders with Mattel, it always gets cancelled and never, ever gets to show. It's so weird. I don't know what it is. I think it happens too That's many times. For it. it happens too many times for it to be Forbidden Planet's fault. I think it's Mattel. I genuinely think it's them just being utterly useless. <laughs> well, everything else yeah. That's probably why they lost the license. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they're thinking, oh, we're not getting enough pre-orders, but then they don't get pre-orders because no one trusts them after they pull it all the time. That could be a, a big factor in why they lost it. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I think I think their best figure that they just came out with is the, uh, the Shazam figure. I think that's like perfection. If they would have started doing that a long time ago, I think a lot of fans would have been happy. Yeah, and that's not even like difficult stuff to change either, like double hinged elbows and a, um, a better chest. Um, 
a better chess diaphragm that that's yeah exactly so that, yeah that's not hard that's stuff that's been staring in the face for years so it is weird and the even the face the face uh face sculpt on the Shazam figure is pretty impressive and a lot better than they've done recently. Do, do you yeah, guys reckon sorry, do, do you guys reckon we'll ever ever get this signature wave that's meant to be coming out? Because I feel like this has become like a Mezco wave now where it's been released and then it isn't ever coming out. The Joker and the Penguin? Yeah. Well I, I, that wave was supposed to be out by now and it's just it seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth almost. Yeah, I hope not, because I really want that DeVito Penguin. Yeah, same here. Same. I can care less about the Joker. I really want that DeVito Penguin bad. Yeah. It seems to just disappear uh, off the face of the earth. Like, oh, it's coming out. I think, was it first? Or was, I think it was first quarter this year, and now it just seems to have disappeared completely. And, yeah, it's a little bit strange. Because you think... Well, well, I don't know if you... I don't know if you saw, but I posted a picture with all the Mattel DC girls, and I put, I can't wait till Black Canary gets released. And uh, Jason from JNL Toys, who worked at Mattel, he put a broken heart, which I know he's probably not allowed to say anything other than that, but I think that uh, he basically is hinting that some of the figures are getting canceled. So, who knows? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Which is, it's kind of funny because when, when it was Hasbro transitioning to Mattel, Hasbro was like, just throwing shit at the wall whatever figures they could whatever batman figures they could repaint and get out like as a walmart exclusive or whatever (laughs) they were putting out left and right uh well that yeah it's just a overall shame that they did all this work to get better and now we're losing it and also that that canary was pretty sick and i mean the last one they made was a dc universe from years ago so yeah, I actually have that one. Um, for oh, you got to take a picture just for us. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to take a picture of her from one side and not the other because she's missing an arm for some reason. <laughs> wow. I don't really one know. One too many arm, battles. Something, man. So apparently she's uh, trying to mimic Oliver in DKR. But if anybody <laughs> has the Black Canary left arm, by all means, hit me up. <laughs> Uh, brilliant. Well, Scott, do you got anything else for, for Xander? Um, okay, well, I, I wanted to shout out because it was a shot you posted shortly after the last um, time we spoke to you, but the edit you did on the NECA 89 Batman where you've got him in a grey and blue suit. Ah, oh, that was so awesome. Yeah, that was actually... Um, I think I did that one a few... I, did, I, mean, I repainted the figure. That was the... The Nintendo version, the purple version of that figure. Yeah. Ah, the game. Yeah, because I bought that one not realizing they were going to find a loophole um, and make a regular Keaton version. So I bought that one thinking, oh, I'll just paint it, you know, black and repaint the face and stuff. I think like a week after I painted that or started, not started painting it, but bought it and took it apart. Um, they announced or it had leaked that they were doing a, a Batman figure for the 25th anniversary. Nice. Oh, at least some good came out of it. Yeah. So <laughs> he probably sat around forever. 
and I figured, you know what? Let me just let me just repaint it. So I, I did it like the I think it's Iron Winch Batman from the old Kenner line, which is you know just the eight oh, yeah. pretty much yeah. in uh, in blue and gray. But that was Great supposed to be the third Keaton movie, wasn't it? That suit basically. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's funny to see it. To see those colors on that suit because it actually kind of works. It does work, yeah, yeah. It looks really yeah. cool. Yeah, I would have loved it if you rocked that. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine? Like, I can't imagine that <laughs> suit in a Tim Burton movie, but one can dream. Now, do you have any uh, anything you're working on right now that you want to hint at or tell us about coming up in the future? I have a couple. I know I've definitely teased um, Kyodai. Yes. Kyodai is one that I keep like coming back to and then leaving in the dirt. <laughs> um, I think because like from the neck down, it's so simple um, in terms of design, but from the face up, it's like a lot of work. Trying to just trying to get the eyes right, really, because the the animated figures have to like have such a distinct look, and I don't want to phone it in, um, just because the rest of that line is so fantastic. Oh, if you could make a Kyodai, that would be absolutely awesome. The world needs it. He's one of my favorites. I don't... I, you I got can't two episodes. Yeah, he's in, Elite, he's in two. I know that. And I can't say with 100% certainty that he's not in any other form of Batman lore, but I'm pretty sure he's not. And yet he's, he works so well. Yeah. He touches on to uh, Bruce's training and all that. It's so neat. It's perfectly in that backstory. Now, that's uh, is that the only thing you got going on? Any dios? Um, no, I've definitely I did I did make a Home Depot trip uh, not too long ago, so I've got purple stuff to build on. I just can't nice. hone it in. Um, Waiting for the lightning to strike. I to do. Yeah, that and and space in terms of like where to keep stuff because I mean my dream would be to have like a small scale city like the end of Mask of the Phantas- Phantasm. That would be dope. Uh, yeah, that would just be a- unbelievable. Is there, is there anything that we can expect off you from your other account um, from offworld.colony? Yeah. yeah, definitely. I definitely am doing the 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 whitening tutorial. I have yeah. a. A stormtrooper that a buddy of mine sent me, and I have a scout trooper that I found at the toy show last weekend that are perfectly just disgusting and yellow, and they should whiten beautifully. <laughs> um, and then tutorials. I definitely want to do the the tightening joints one. Um, I could use that. I think my I think it's my my DC DC UC Joker. Penguin, the superpowers styled Joker and Penguin both have loose hips. So I was like, you know what? I should use these two and just do a freaking tutorial. And that way I can actually pose. Because that Penguin figure stands when he wants to, but his, his <laughs> hips are so loose. And I mean, the belly is so big that he just goes forward. Good old Cobblepot. Yeah. Well, I, we definitely look forward to uh, seeing all the tutorials and seeing what you have to come for us and what you post. And again, thank you for coming on and just chatting with us and talking. It was a lot of fun. I know after the first interview, uh, Scott and I were 
look, wanting to talk to you again the next week. So this is something we both were looking forward to. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, me too, man. And it's always fun. Like if you guys aren't following Xander, you've got to, because he has some of the best, uh, not only current photos of toys from that are being released, uh, like currently, but he has some of the best and coolest nostalgic photos. And not only that, but like you talked about, he also uh, renews them and pretty soon he's going to be sharing that info. So definitely follow him and follow his other account offworld.colony. And we want to thank you guys for listening, for continuing to support us, for continuing to write and let us know what you think of the show. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed this one and hope you enjoyed a return guest number two, Xander, or number three, because we had Neronian. But yeah, we uh, will have a new episode coming up very shortly. Not sure when, since I'm in Oregon, but it will be very soon. And yeah, this is DC Figures and Collectibles, and it was fun getting to talk again with Xander and we will, we will speak with you very soon.